Hello? Yes, the light's on. Okay. All right, introduce yourself. Introduce myself? Okay. My name is Maria D. Smith, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming to you live from the 615. <laughs> I love my city. I love where I'm from. We don't get a lot of respect because people often assume that Memphis is the only black part of Tennessee. But like, Tennessee all black all the time. Just the white parts are the ones that get the most acknowledgement and that really makes me angry. So everything I do is attempt is an attempt to be an homage to what raised me. And that's like all all parts of the state, like all three sectors, the middle, the east and the west. So before Writers Colony, I was at Northwestern, um, a MFA student in a cohort of 11, and I was the only black person in my cohort. Not the only person of color, but the only black person. And in, with that in mind, I think a lot of my writing was trying to just make black people human. Um, I think when you're writing for black people, it's easy to play into culture in a way that like can just be so outlandish and you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to worry if someone's taking this as a acknowledgement of all forms of existence and so being the only black person in this situation I challenged myself like not to use the n-word in my writing because like the thought of them thinking it infuriated me (laughs) even if they had to read it so I'm like it just challenged me to acknowledge my writing outside of like outside of my culture like what do I want people to look like what do I want them to say what do I want them to do so it was a lot of me trying to navigate personhood first well yeah personhood first with like culture culture accents instead of like culture first and like people accents um and just like figuring out how to make that make sense and but still be myself because I'm inspired by a lot of farce a lot of satire in living color the office like just Eric Andre show um, Loiter Squad, like just crazy stuff. I love Andy Milanaka's show, Chaos. There's an episode where Lil John comes out of that boy's TV. It's chaos. <laughs> but it's like, that's the stuff I grew up on. And I was like, and I think being a black person, sometimes it's hard to tell a joke because sometimes we, we are the joke, but you have to figure out how to make it in a way that there's a universal laugh at the content and not just like the context. Like sometimes people laugh because it's black people in in context and not the actual content of what's happening. You know what I mean? Like some people, sometimes people laugh at stuff because it's just a black person doing it, not because it's actually funny. And so I was trying to work around the dance. I wanted to make sure that the, the movements of the dance were worth seeing in addition to just like, the dance itself. The first of all, the comfort of being around other black people. Like I don't I, when I was at Northwestern, I don't I think I said nigga twice by accident. Right. And so then being here, I felt free enough just to I didn't have to monitor myself as much. Like I wasn't out here just acting a plump fool, but it was just some things I knew I didn't have to explain. Like and I thought it was just so ironic that I was coming here on the cusp of uh, taking one of my last classes at Northwestern, which was a Toni Morrison class. And we talked about how in the bluest eye, 
she that's her the most that she describes black culture that's the most that she like makes a white person try to understand what's happening why we do it what that encompasses what the backstory is and then from that point forward she was just like okay well it is what it is you get it or you don't the girls that get it get it the girls that don't don't and so I felt like I was in a space to be like okay the girls who get it get it the ones that don't don't um and really just like exist in all aspects of my intersectional identity and not that I was trying to be anything that I wasn't at Northwestern but it was just there was still a awareness of like you know if someone is saying nigga back to me that's a problem (laughs) you know what I mean like it's there is no way around that but here it's like okay no that this is I'm safe here so it's like the safety of truly like getting into the process and like not having stuff slide because it's being it's black content read in a white space like if it doesn't make sense then it doesn't make sense if it's not good then it's not good and it's not because you're black it's not because you're the only one that you're you're checking off the thing in the quota it's because like you're missing something actually when it comes to the art of it so like really feeling like I'm putting my education to work with no hindrances like (laughs) to have the legend the icon the living artist Mara Brockakil to be reading my work in its roughest purest newborn form is absolutely both invigorating and intimidating because of course you want to put the most perfect polished version out there but it's like we're in the middle of the process so like that's just not gonna happen and like for me I have I was on my second draft of things like I was just like processing like okay put it down on paper see what happens it didn't work out okay try it again take what works try again or take what they what people are saying is missing try again and that was that was this draft of like okay this is from the feedback that I got on my first draft that you did not read <laughs> so now I'm like trying to work no no not you I'm talking about like Mara didn't read it so it's like now I'm making edits on something that you don't even know the first like iteration of so it's just like it was very intimidating in the idea of like girl we just might like you you might just not know anything that I'm talking like this is just this is spaghetti on the wall like you're really seeing my spaghetti on the wall but then it's invigorating because it's like okay well yeah that's where I'm at like this is what we got to work with either you're gonna see see a little something or you're not and so I just had to it's invigorating but also like intimidating but also just like very surreal because it's you're you're letting someone as as established as her as refined as her into your process and I think so many times when you're talking with someone at that level you want to know your process already but like the irony of that is like this is where the process happens this is where we're ha- we're learning the bits and pieces so it's like I'm humbled at the idea that she like sees how my wheels turn because it's like I, it's, there's only so much I can explain it's like I'm thinking girl like I'm thinking <laughs> and um but I'm excited to follow up with my third draft um I talked to you about it I talked to Sean a little bit about it Sean was really geeked about it <laughs> and so um I'm excited to follow up with that just to show like yeah girl 
So you saw my brain, this is the, this is the product. Also the good part, right? She's an artist and it's like, you can have that conversation of, your, well, this is just where I'm at. When you're at this point, what do you do? So I just try not to think about it because I'm like, wow, that really did happen. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, the follow-up just has to be strong and it will be. It's draft three is, draft three is draft three feels good to me. I said it with my chest at the table at the first lunch and I was like, I don't know if it was the first lunch or one of the second ones. I don't know, it was one of them. Mara was sitting at the table and I was like, well, I'm gonna be on the Abbott lot by September. And I believe that I'm, I'm closer rather than, I, I, I'm gonna be on the Abbott lot by September. It might be September going to October, but it's still September. <laughs> September 21st, why not? Why not? It's my, it's my cousin's birthday, and it's in that uh, Earth, Wind and Fire song. I'm like, it's very synchronous. It's very, it's very much so a good time. So September 21st, I'll be there. You just gotta speak on it. You gotta speak on it and say it with your chest. I'm gonna be there, and that's, that's the end of it. I'm a powerful woman, and anything I want for myself comes to be, as long as it's aligned with what God has for me. And I'm, and I'm standing on that. I will say being at the colony has made me more affirmed. Like this is very much so a full circle situation for me. I went from doing a presentation on this wonderful woman to like talking with her in person on a weekly basis. Short term goals, I plan to get more settled into Los Angeles, get on that Abbott lot, make some things work. Um, I got, I'm moving forward with a script for this Kwanzaa movie. So in a year, I hope that like, I'm able to see the finished product of that in real time. Debbie Allen directing, we're putting that into the universe. Because what is a Kwanzaa film without Debbie Allen behind the, behind the film? Like, are you serious? There's no way to do that. There's no way. So that's a, that's a goal I have for myself in this coming up year. Um, making some moves with like, some just other black creatives in the area just I just want to have a more plentiful network a community rather uh, excuse me of black people who are in their bag wanting to lift and climb and not you know just be the only ones like this right like I'm I'm blessed to be in a space I'm blessed to start in this space to be in my journey in Los Angeles because I don't know if anything would have been as welcoming as this so just really like building off of this platform that I've been given, cause it's really very much so a blessing. Like I couldn't have imagined this, like to ask for this. So the fact that it just happened the way it did, it's like I have nothing else to do but build on it. So I hope that by this time next year, like we're coming back for something, we're able to reflect on all the things that have happened in between now and then. And yeah, I'm trying to think what else do I want to happen here? You know, help help with the Story 27 archives, the production archives. I hope to be doing a little bit of that. <laughs> I hope to be doing a little something with the production archives. I don't know, just really um, seeing the sprouts and the seeds that I've started to plant. I hope that's what takes place. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to be specific so that like when it happens, we can be like, we did it! <laughs> we did it, child. Yeah, okay, so long term, Long-term goals is to build a community of empires. Um, I think sometimes where we fall short is we build empires, but we don't have, our neighbors are not, 
our like our neighbors aren't other people in our empire like it's like I think about how Chris Rock says like his neighbor or he said that his neighbor was a dentist this white dentist like him Mary J Blige and somebody else in the same neighborhood but like their neighbors are just like white people doing regular shit and that's nothing that's nothing against those white people but it is I think about how different it could be like you and your homies on the block together you know so that's what I mean about like building a community out of empires like I want to that's what I want to do and I want to make it accessible I want to create communities of accessible empires so like very inspired by what you do with black filmmaker right and the and the whole premise of teaching the kids their their options um, and giving them accessible options right so having something more than Atlanta in the Southeast for people to get production experience, to, you know, participate as actors, to like see the versatility of the craft of production because it's just, it's so much more than acting and writing. Like it's truly a team effort that I, I value. Um, and my whole thing is like making sure that every artist is able to do their best work. If you hold that boom mic, you, you hold the hell out of that boom mic, right? Like it's, it, cause this is no small task. It is no small task to put a production together. And I believe that there is a way to intertwine this idea of community with like necessary literacy, because it's one of those things of like how you interpret a work is how you put it on into real life. Like, and I, and for me, I've always wanted to do this thing of like a camp in the summer or something like that, where you get a body of work and you're studying it with these kids and you're helping them get their reading levels up. And like, we are doing a lot of deep diving and analysis to like get the best production possible. Like the art, the people who are doing costume. Okay, what are you finding in this text that like makes you wanna make these choices stylistically with clothes, with backdrop, with lights, with just all these things. And I just wanna be able to build my brand up in a way that allows for those things to be possible um, and not so marginalized for the 1% or the, or the privileged black person who got out or like the, just like the white nepotism babies. Like we just have to expand. And I wanna be a part of that, especially when it comes to black people in the Southeast, because we, we usually have to leave everything that we know to get what we were born to do. And that's not fair to me. I should be neighbors with Jay-Z, is all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Blue Ivy gonna babysit my kids. That's... <laughs> I'm like, Blue, the kids are all right? Yeah, girl, they good. Thank you. I got you a little 50 spot. <laughs> you did good job. <laughs> This, it's a tip, it's a $50 tip on the $500 rate. She's like, 